welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. Okay, that is the sound of the trucker strike that's happening up there in Canada as truckers stretched across the country going into Ottawa and uh, basically thousands upon thousands. And it's uh, a protest. And let's hear uh, what their demands are. Let's listen to the demands. Well, that is uh, the trucker strike up there in Canada, and it's a big deal, and it's a moment of history, folks, that we're witnessing. The national media in this country is not paying attention, but they will very shortly, as there is a trucker strike, it sounds like, that is going to be a trucker's protest strike, whatever you want to call it, that's going to be going to Washington, D.C. as early as next month. Uh, so uh, stay tuned, as there is going to be, you think there's supply distri- uh, uh, disruptions right now, uh, they're going to get everybody's attention. And what's it about? It's about a vaccine mandate. Uh, they actually are carding people, these, telling these truckers, you can't come into Canada with your load uh, if you don't have papers showing your vaccine, vaccine status. Well, these truckers join together in unison. They're, it's not just that. It's about the shutdowns. It's about the restriction of uh, religious liberty. It's about the restrictions of uh, b- basic everyday freedoms in in, uh, the, in Canada, but not only there, but in this country as well. And people have had enough. We just saw a report that the lockdowns did nothing to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. You're going to be hearing more about that. We're learning that mask, cloth masks don't work, and we're learning that the shutdown didn't do anything to mitigate what the shutdown did do is cause alcoholism and drug abuse and actual uh you know domestic abuse and depression and suicides it, it caused that to happen and and children to lose uh their headway in school uh in fact a lot of these kids in school um won't be able to catch up of what they've lost in time of uh, time in the class. Uh, what we've done to this generation of children over the idea of lockdown to uh, slow the spread of the disease. And by the way, this would be interesting for you. Remember, it was like 14 days to stop the spread. Remember that? Uh, you know, two year day, two years later of lockdowns. And so the truckers are up there. They've been up there for a handful of days now. And one of the administrators said, uh, "Well, you can all go home now because you're stopping." how things are flowing in the uh, city of Ottawa and we need to get back to life and all this. And the trucker said, we think we'll give it 14 days (laughs) to stop the spread of tyranny. With me on the phone 
is U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Marino, who himself took a trip recently to the southern border. Uh, we're talking about the northern border, but we're going to talk about the southern border and the crisis there. And uh, again, Cleveland businessman, uh, and he's filed for U.S. Senate, a historic uh, time for his family, uh, is Bernie Marino. Bernie, welcome to the program. Chris, thank you so much for having me. And, and uh, God bless those truckers. Isn't it inspirational, uh, Bertie, when you watch what's happening up there? You know what's happened is it's. Uh, I've, we, we talked about this. We live in unusual times. Our leaders have lost their way. They really have. And what's happened in Canada is could happen here. I think if it weren't for the Second Amendment, it would have happened here, which is these leaders got intoxicated with the power of control. Our founders warned about that. And what the truckers are just standing up and saying is no more. We've had it. We've given you all the rope in the world. They don't even have the humility to say we did our best and we were wrong. We, should, we overplayed our hand. Forgive us. And I think the public would, but they aren't humble enough to do that. That's very disappointing. It is, and so we're going to watch that play out to our northern border. But uh, uh, when we look at the southern border, we have a real crisis on our hands. We actually have an invasion uh, that's going on during the Biden administration. And the president just seems, he seems detached, talking about a leader that doesn't seem to be cohort, you know, to be able to listen or, or understand what the concerns are. And people are starting to question, you know, what his... Uh, uh, faculties are at this point, but we'll set that aside. But when it comes to the southern border, his administration isn't doing anything to mitigate the crisis there. You've taken two trips to the southern border, and we're going to play a tape of one of the videos that you've actually have done to actually illustrate to people how a border wall actually works. Let's go to that. I'm Bernie Marino, candidate for the United States Senate from Ohio. I'm here in Mission, Texas. This is the gate that was built, the border wall that you're familiar with. This is President Trump's border wall. It sends a clear message, do not enter America illegally. Over there, where the wall ends, you see a small little fence. That's the George Bush wall. That was what was put in before President Trump was in. But before you judge President Bush, come over here and take a look for a second. Look at the other side. So you can see President Trump's wall this clear barrier that, that comes across. And then what you don't realize from looking at it from the U.S. side, from the mission side, is that there's this giant uh, drop in, in land. And so what you see is that Bush wall, that it wasn't controversial. Remember, George Bush is somebody that the left loves now. He's a hero of theirs. It's kind of amazing what's happened over the last 20 years when George Bush came, became the hero of the left and Dick Cheney's shaking hands with Liz Cheney in Congress. But look, what you actually see it was actually a very effective barrier. And when you talk to the Border Patrol agents, you know what they'll tell you? That when that wall got put up by George W. Bush, you know what got stopped here? Drug trafficking seized here, it stopped. It moved to another place where the border wall doesn't exist. But we know that, that's common sense. If we build a barrier and protection, of course drugs aren't gonna come in. So you see the Bush wall, the Trump wall, and there's the Biden opening. So you have it all three together. Bush, Trump, Biden. And that says it all. That's the tale of what's actually going on in, in the United States-Mexico border. Is a tale of a president that built a barrier, stopped drug trafficking, zero controversy for the left. President Trump, that talked about it in harsher terms, but he was accurate, built a very strong and powerful wall. And Joe Biden, 
literally missing in action, wasting taxpayer money. That's what we're dealing with. Over 2 million illegals, it is uh, estimated, across the border last year were not returned uh, and have made their way into the continental United States, even here in Ohio, in cities in Ohio. But they've had help. There are actually secret flights at night that are uh, taking illegals that have come across the border and flying them into the interior of our country, these secret flights. Also buses uh, where they're bringing, being brought into places like Ohio and Florida and Pennsylvania. Uh, this is by strategy. And it's interesting because those are battleground states. Why those states? Uh, with us on the phone is Bernie Marino. He's running for U.S. Senate here in the state of Ohio. He has just filed uh, for the office, and so he is officially a candidate for the U.S. Senate. Bernie, welcome to the program, and again, thank you for taking time to go to the U.S. southern border, something that President Biden has not done uh, to, to focus on the crisis. Your thoughts? Well, he's, he's actually causing uh, this issue. Like you said, it's completely intentional. I didn't want to believe that, uh, but I went there the first time three months ago. It confirmed what I, what I worried about, which is that we have a leader who swore on a Bible to defend and protect America, and he is actually doing the exact opposite. It is totally treasonous what he's doing because he is putting us in danger. You know, our Declaration of Independence talked about inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, life is about security. So what do we have? We have a country that's being invaded. Two million people that got caught, Chris. Another million that got away. So three million people in one year that are being bussed and shipped into the interior of the country with the exact intent of changing the demographics of the country, creating a new stream of voters that with voter fraud acts that they want to put forward would allow these people to vote and permanently enshrine them in power. That is, if that's not treason, if that's not a treasonous act, then I fail to understand what would be a treasonous act. Well, that's exactly right. And what we're seeing in these reports of these secret flights in the middle of the night, why are they doing that? Well, and they're going into regional airports. And these are people on the ground that said we were called here. And they're doing video phones with their phones and talking about these people coming in in the middle of the night. And so you know, into our communities. Well, we don't know who these folks are. These could be jihadist terrorists. They, they could be MS-13, uh, the, the violent of, the most violent of the uh, drug cartels and, and the gangs of Mexico and Central America on the streets of America and the kind of crimes. So, you know, the, you know people will be brutalized and, and, and murdered, actually, and we've seen that with these illegals. How many, when they arrest them, that they're not here legally, and they've committed heinous crimes while in America. They're bringing, of course, drugs across the border, the fentanyl and uh, uh, heroin uh, trade across the border, along with human trafficking. All the things of which Americans are greatly concerned about, not to mention taking jobs away from Americans uh, at a time in which uh, lots of folks are going through the pandemic shutdown and adjustment of life are trying to figure out just what the future has for them. All these things are great concerns, and I'm thanking you, Bernie, for going down to the southern border, drawing attention to this. I think it's a very important issue for Ohioans casting their vote for the U.S. Senate because it's an Ohio problem. It's not just a Texas problem or, you know, an Arizona or California problem. It's it's a problem for all of us. Explain. Well, absolutely. Every border is a border. Every state is a border state. 
uh, like you said, these people aren't staying in Southern Texas. They're being moved into uh, places like Ohio. In fact, we met four migrants just randomly happened to be coming across just when we were there. They ended up in Indianapolis because that's, that's where they uh, got sent. Again, not by accident. These are very intentional places where these migrants are sent. And it's, if we just were unrealistic for a second and said, let's say 1% of the 3 million, the 2 million that captured and 1 million that weren't, if 1% of them were bad actors, 1%, which is obviously low, it's going to be a lot higher, that's 30,000 people that are in our cities today. And they're patient, Chris. These are people that show up and they start committing crimes the next day. These are people from 130 countries. These are not people from Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, or Mexico. These are people from the Middle East. These are people from Africa. These are people from Asia. These are people from all over the world. We don't know why they're here. We don't even know who they are. And now, because of Biden, we don't even know where, we, where they went. They may have been dropped off in Indianapolis, but who knows where they ended up from there. And again, patience. We saw that with 9-11. Patience around striking America at the right time uh, for them, wrong time for us. It's something that's just a sinister and awful thing. And what's even worse, Chris, just one, add one more thing. I invited every major political reporter in Ohio to come to the border with me just to observe. None of them would come. They refuse to cover this story. It's the biggest story in America, in my mind. You know, you, the Ukraine situation is on the front page every day. We're sending our troops, our sons and daughters, to defend the territorial sovereignty of Ukraine, and we refuse to do that here in America. You know, I agree with you completely, Bernie, when we look at what's happening here, and and Ohioans have great concern about this without question. Again, we're talking with Bernie Marino. He is a candidate for U.S. Senate. Uh, He will be on the primary ballot in May. Uh, In fact, uh, the filing deadline is this week, so uh, we're going to find out exactly who has all uh, entered the race. Uh, Bernie, you've been going around the state, though. You didn't start this yesterday. You've been telling people your story as as a legal immigrant in your family. Tell us a little bit about your backstory with your family and your mom. Yeah, my mom uh, brought my five brothers, my sister and I, uh, to America 50 years ago. Uh, Left everything behind in Columbia. Brought us here because she knew this is the one place on earth where you're only limited by your dreams, your hard work, and your perseverance. My family came for freedom. We shouldn't be bringing people here because of freebies. And that's the fundamental difference between the viewpoints. So one is encouraging legal immigration that benefits America. I'm in favor of that. The other side is about encouraging illegal immigration, the intentional breaking of our laws for handouts and freebies. That's not good for America, and it's extraordinarily offensive to those of us who came here legally, which is why the Republican Party is becoming the party of Hispanics. Well, that's right. And, you know, when we we think about what's happening here, because anyone who's come from socialism or communism, those countries, they're starting to see a very dangerous trend in America where America is moving and leaning towards socialism. We've seen that over the, the, that cry the last few years among our young people. That's large part due to the indoctrination that's taking place in our schools and in our colleges and universities. What are your thoughts about socialism uh, as your, your family actually fought against that and came to America for freedom and opportunity? What's your view about socialism and the challenge it is and threat it is to the U.S.? 
Well, it's, it's, a, it's rooted in pure evil. It's the idea that the individual is smaller than the government, that the government is more able to take care of you, that you're incapable of making your own decisions, that there is this parental viewpoint of people that they're not able to take care of themselves. And the reality is you end up in misery. It's not work. It's been tried all over the world. It's been tried for literally centuries. America was the one place in 1776 that declared, no, our rights come from God, these inalienable rights, and it's government's job to secure those rights. But man, did we get off course over the last two years. And again, our leaders have gotten so far away from that origin of what built America, and it's causing problems all over the world. We're the beacon for the whole world. We're the example that says this is where freedom and liberty live, and look at what's happened around the world. As Joe, It's no accident that this is happening as Joe Biden's coming to office, because the world has seen that America has not been able to hold democracy and freedom like we should. You know, as we talk about the southern border and you talk about international policy, on your website it talks about cracking down on China and protect American jobs. China's actually exploiting the problem with the southern border. Uh, China's actually, uh, you know, in fact, many believe that they're the ones working with the cartels to bring fentanyl and illegal drugs into this country. Your thoughts on along those lines? Oh, that's not a, that's not a belief. That's a fact. The, the, the fentanyl all comes from China. They're, they are absolutely partners, partners, full-blown partners with these Mexican drug cartels. They provide the raw materials. They provide technology. They provide weaponry. We need to be smart about these things. We need to seal the southern border. We need to send the military there to back, back up the border patrol agents so they can do their job. We need to designate the Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. That allows us to punish anybody, gravely punish anybody, who does business with the drug cartels. We cannot allow Mexico to become a drug state, a narco state. I saw that firsthand in Colombia, and I promise you, that does not end well, and we cannot let that happen with a country that shares 2,000 miles of border with the United States of America. That's right. And, you know, when we think about what the makeup of Congress right now, we think of AOC, we think of Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, really an avowed socialist. Uh, you know, what Joe Biden's pushing in his administration, you know, he, he campaigned as a centrist, but he's a far lefty uh, with what's going on in Washington. The American people are waking up. Uh, I think people that even f- voted for Mr. Biden are, are are very dissatisfied. His poll numbers are, well, they're in the tank. I mean, they're, I don't think they can get any lower. Um, but yet these uh, districts where these leftist socialists are being elected and sent to Congress, those, those voices are probably going to continue because the immigration into the communities in which those districts are designed uh, is to repeat and send these people back to Washington. Uh, that's going to be an ongoing debate. Your thoughts? No, absolutely. There's no question about that. And, and I'll say, let me just say one quick additional thing uh, about the border real quick that we didn't touch on. Because one of the pieces of the story that's missing is the humanitarian toll that the migrants are being put under. So these are innocent people. These are, these are political pawns from Joe Biden and the left. They're being asked to take a horrifying journey that can be a month, 1,500 miles of just treacherous, treacherous journey. We talked to the migrants that we talked to. The women had been sexually assaulted. The men had been beaten and held at gunpoint. They had been strip searched, cavity searched, all the possessions taken from them. They told us stories of little children, seven years old and younger, who 
died along the journey more often than not. Oh. 12-year-old girls that were forced to take birth control because they knew they were going to be raped along the way. Chris, as a Christian, this is, it breaks my heart to think that I have a government that is not only not stopping that from happening, but that is encouraging that from happening and putting these people through that horror. This is the part that's totally not uh, uh, t- talked about. Obviously, the danger to America is crystal clear. The drugs, the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, the cost of our social safety net. But we don't talk enough about the price that those migrants are paying. And the best thing for them is to stay in their own country, help rebuild their country, and be productive with their own government. We are not able to solve the world's problems. We wish we could, but doing this is just absolutely gross and disgusting. Well, we have runaway inflation. Uh, we've had uh, federal government spending money we d- actually don't, do not have against the future. Uh, the national debt is going up. Uh, it's, it's flirting with $30 trillion. Uh, you know, it's just, it's astronomical, Bernie. And this is what, the, you know, this is the U.S. Treasury and the state of the federal government that you're looking to uh, to take on if, if you are nominated and elected as U.S. Senator. What is going to be the first priority that you take on in Washington if elected? We have to we have to deal with this border situation. We have to send the military there, do the designation I talked about. People, these migrants have to seek asylum in their home country. They have to stay in Mexico once they're caught. They can return there. We have to ask the Mexican government to reinstall the troops that they had on the border, which protected that. That has that has to be priority. That number one, and that should not be a part. That should be a hundred to zero in the Senate. Can you imagine voting against that? Saying no, I don't want that to happen. That is, in, that just shows you your your oath, your most important oath you take as a policy maker, as a political leader, is to defend and protect the United States of America. So that's priority number one. Priority number two is to disentangle our relationship from the evil of the Chinese Communist Party. We need to bring things back to the U.S. and protect those industries that are vital to our national security, like pharmaceuticals, semiconductor chips, PPE, steel. We have to regain energy independence. And this is the most important one. We have to lower the size and scale of the federal government and send power back to the state. The country cannot stay united as we, if we continue to increase the scale and size of the federal government. The system was never, the republic was never designed to work that way. Very good. So uh, when people are following you out on the campaign trail for the next several months, you'll be busy, as you have been, uh, meeting with Ohioans all over the state. Uh, you know, those who have been following you have seen you on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, also, BernieMarino.com. How else can people follow what you're doing in your campaign? Yeah, so they can go on Twitter, at Bernie Marino. I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, on Facebook, uh, my website, BernieMarino.com. We're so proud of the fact that we won the Claremont County endorsement in the first round of voting. You know, with with four candidates that were there present, six total in the race, uh, to get 60% of a vote from uh, a county where people never knew me, that's a big deal. So I appreciate that very much. Well, Bernie, thanks for coming on the program today, and we're glad to give you the opportunity again. Bernie Marino running for U.S. Senate. He will be on the primary May ballot. And again, you can follow his campaign at BernieMarino.com. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you. God bless. And again, uh, if you've li- li- missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. We will also be uh, interviewing other candidates in the coming weeks, so you want to stay tuned to News and Focus. Thanks for listening.
Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. And the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Allied liberation of Europe. On D-Day, all those warriors set out on their mission. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt led our nation in prayer. The D-Day Prayer Project is an effort to add FDR's D-Day Prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. This wonderful historical presidential prayer will be a lasting tribute to our World War II veterans. If you'd like to make a contribution towards the effort of adding this prayer to the memorial, go to the website at ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org.